Welcome back to Consuming the Craft Podcast. After a bit of a hiatus, everyone is healthy, happy, and uh, ex- doing good things now. I'm sorry about the break for all of you uh, that are looking for a show every Wednesday. They will be now coming back around. And with me today is a very special guest, Sarah Stender of Cerility, sitting across from me trying not to make me laugh because for some reason, she always makes me laugh and I don't want to sound like an idiot. So, Sarah, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Puff. Hi, everyone. <laughs> See, Happy. You, hi, We're already hi, everyone. laughing. <laughs> I'm trying to be serious. Uh, so, you, lots have changed since we last talked. I don't remember, the, actually, the last time you were on the podcast. It has been a while. So, thank you for coming back and, uh, and dealing with me. But one of the big, new, and exciting things that you have is a collaboration that you did with the Pink Boots Society. So I want you to talk about that, and I get to sit and listen. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's been about a year. I'm excited to be back here, and it's just, it's full circle, you know, because I feel like you helped me a lot get started and moving my production out of my home kitchen. Which benefited the whole family. (laughs) (laughs) I had kegs in the bathtub and (laughs) you saved that. So, hopefully, saved your now marriage. Yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) No, uh, that being said, uh, you had this idea of putting a non alcoholic carbonated tea product in a can and selling it to the mass. Well, first, it started out as a draft product, really. Yeah, it was a draft product. I remember I was uh, working through some nitro recipes too. So I was still exploring different gases and um, looking at nitrogen, carbonation, different levels. And yeah, I got my start in a keg, Um, started uh, selling the kegs to a couple local breweries and then moved into a brewery to do some production um, in Asheville. And um We've since scaled up, and we now have quite a large operation. Uh, we're contract manufacturing, and we have six flavors now with the Pink Boots. It's seven flavors in cans. They're shelf-stable up to two years uh, without using any preservatives. So we use a tunnel pasteurizer, which is really exciting. Um, and we're selling in grocery stores online and you know, really working on the food service channel as well. So getting back into breweries, bars, restaurants, um, hotels. I'm really excited about hospitality and where things are headed in that channel. I mean, we, we were kind of alluding to it before we push record. I mean, there's an opportunity right now. It, we're in the month of January, right? And dry January is one of the things that a lot of people are uh, embracing, um, specifically this year. And uh, this non-alcoholic tea product and all the opportunity for you to grab more of your market share. Um, and, you know, you also said that, like, what was the the, the Expedia term that you threw uh, out? Dry tripping. Dry tripping, which yeah. to me thinks of something very different. Yeah, but, exactly. So ex- dry tripping is basically you go on vacation and it's not... Uh, it's not revolving around drinking, right? You're, you're looking at destinations and it's not because you want to go there and drink something. It's just, you want to go visit a place. You don't plan on mm-hmm. drinking while you're, while you're traveling or, or enjoying vacation. And, right. uh, and we kind of, uh, you were like, well, now they have a name for it. 
And you've done it for years. <laughs> yeah, I've been dry tripping for over 17 years. Yeah, right. So it's one so, of the... But it is hard. I mean, it's it's not hard for me anymore. But when I did first start traveling in sobriety or alcohol free, I mean, it, you know, I'd be offered drinks on the plane, um, drinks, you know, in the hotels. And even today, you know, there's still hotels that stock a mini bar with alcohol. So I think especially for people who maybe are in sobriety or recovering alcoholics, like that can be very risky. Um, But I think just in general, there's a bigger movement now to provide more social inclusion for anyone, regardless of the reason why you're not drinking. Yeah. Um, and then they also have, I think they're calling it damp tripping. So if, What's if, damp tripping? if you're damp, you are maybe drinking a little bit, but not, <laughs> yeah. So you're I, not wet, you're not dry. Yeah, yeah, you're in the middle somewhere. Yeah. So, I mean, Expedia saw the stats and saw how dry January was growing and, you know, they're, they're capitalizing on it. Um, whether the stat was 40% before, you know, I don't know, but they're projecting 40% of travelers in 2024 will be dry, not drinking at all. Not cloudy with a chance of rain. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, all these, these terminologies are awesome. Yeah. And whomever comes up with them is just, it's brilliant because now they have a way, they have something to describe something now that they're tracking that maybe they didn't before. And with the movement of people, whether it's being more health conscious, whether it's being, um, uh, in, in sobriety or, you know, just not wanting to have an alcoholic option. Uh, the NA movement in, um, in the craft beverage world has, has kind of exploded as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, you're way ahead of the curve there, right? I mean, you're, you've been on the shelves for a while now and, and people can find, uh, it's easy to order your stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it really is. My my sister's ordered it. Oh, nice. Yeah, you didn't know that, but yeah. Where does she live? Uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We actually have like we have a few accounts up there. We do really well in Minneapolis. Uh, yeah, wow. must be your sister. It's got to be. <laughs> she she really enjoys tea, though. I mean, it's it's yeah. something she seeks out. Um, and there's a lot of opportunity in that. Uh, you know, the tea world right now. People are yeah. exploring other flavors and different. Uh, blends and all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Um, One of our challenges is, you know, the fact that we do have tea in the product. We've had it on the front of the pack. And so for retailers, their question is like, what is this? Where do you want it? Which lane have you chosen? You know, pick a lane. And so the, you know, the great thing about Cirilla is we fit into a lot of different occasions. Well, and a lot we, of different categories too. A lot of different it's, categories. It's, it's in sparkling. A can. It's carbonated. Yeah. Carbonated. So that, that would it be my could next... be a soda replacement, an alcohol yeah. replacement, up leveling your water, you know, consumption. So um, that's been a blessing and a curse at the same time. Yeah. Um, and and right now I'm putting a lot of attention into that because we are seeing the NA movement blow up. And the thing is, I don't want to get boxed in and niche down too much. We're not trying to be like alcohol. We're not trying to provide a flavor experience like alcohol or beer. So I think we are very unique in that you can have this any time of day. Like it's going to support your working, your focus, your energy. And then we have a few caffeine-free options now for the evening, which we're calling spritzers. So like our rooibos, our Tulsi, and this new hop flavor, this is like a spritzer. So because I've done so many demos and so many events and people, the number one question is, what is it? And what I realize after so many years is what they're really asking is, how do I use this 
how does this fit into my lifestyle? And actually, what am I going to be replacing? Yeah. So that got me thinking, you know, because so many people are like, oh, is it like LaCroix? Is it like this? Is it like that? And we don't, we're not positioning in the iced tea category. Which makes sense. Yeah. But we're more than a water and our price is going to be different than a sparkling water. By far. Yeah. Well, it has to be. I mean, there's a lot more money going into the product than, yeah. than yeah. just bubbling up some water. But the risk of positioning with beer and wine where the NA beer is, is then we're missing out on the folks who aren't shopping in that section, yeah, yeah, which yeah, yeah. we're finding about 60% of people don't even tap go into, into that, that section. section. Yeah, yeah. Which, which if, I mean, if you're not going to drink alcohol, why would you even go right. in there and look? Right. And and that would be, yeah, yeah, it'd be really hard to, like, as far as product placement goes, that's a conundrum. It is. And so we study our consumers. We call them perimeter shoppers. Okay. Have you heard that? No. Okay. I'm so learning all of this go, new stuff. I you love go it. into a conventional grocery store. Yeah. Um, the healthier shoppers are hitting produce first. They're going produce. Which I do. Just pro- check. You- yes. <laughs> So you're a perimeter shopper? I, I pretty much, Or are yeah. you a center aisle shopper? No, no, I'm more of a perimeter okay. shopper. I, honestly, yeah. So you are. So it's it's um, produce, dairy, protein, you know, sometimes like the, the non-dairy. Um, and then you might dip into the center store for something specific. You might get a baking product or cereal. You might get a water. But um, our shoppers are usually spending much yeah, more yeah, time. Yeah, perimeter. On, Right. Well, that, so that's okay. where the center store, this the aisle in the center of the store with all the beverages is not really where we want to be. No, it's hard to get to those folks that are perimeter shoppers. Yeah. They're not going to see your stuff. Yeah. Huh. Also, so so there is usually a beverage set in the produce where the kombucha juices. I mean, we, we could play for that, but typically the buyer is the produce buyer and they want to see that the product has to be refrigerated and is not shelf stable. Right. Yeah. Right. So it's interesting. It's definitely, um, I, I, would it's you, definitely a game. When you started this, that <laughs> I is had not no like, idea. Yeah. No <laughs> just, idea. That's such a, um, yeah, I, I can't think of where in the store that like it would be the best fit because you, there's a lot of boxes that are checked by these products. Mm-hmm. They're refreshing nature. They're carbonated. Uh, there's some, there's good stuff in there for you. Mm-hmm. They're not overly sweet. So it's really not a soda by any stretch of the imagination. Um, yeah. But it, yeah. It's I've been difficult. thinking a lot lately about what does it go with? So what are people also buying? So if I could choose what I cross merchandise with, let's say there's a hot bar or a deli or, you know, a lot of people grab it to go with their lunch. I mean, beverage yeah, in general, yeah. single serve is an impulse buy. Yep. Um, but those coolers by the register are very hard to get into. Well, they're usually it, it, Coke, Pepsi. Well, they're, they're owned by those two distributors. Yeah. I, that yeah. would be a very difficult market to get into because you're then buying refrigerators and you're stocking it. Yeah. And yeah that's... That's a whole different business model at that point. Yeah, yeah. So I'm starting to see grocery stores as more of an access point for mm-hmm. people who already know what the product is. They're already maybe they've discovered it at a bar, at a restaurant, or a bottle shop, or online. Unique. Okay. We have to do more with digital marketing, and then once they get into the store, they're using Instacart, where we also advertise. You know, they'll they'll hopefully already know it and you know, recognize it and then pick it up. Well, the, the other thing too, that has changed, I wouldn't say recently, but the, the, the graphics, the logo, then it, it all looks amazing. Thank you. It looks great. And the other thing that looks great is the new hoppy hibiscus, mm. uh, sparkling craft beverage, which I like the, the wording there too, with the pink boots. Cause the pink mm. boots is right on the label. Cirilla flows into it. Uh, it's a, how did this come about? 
Uh, yeah. So <laughs> Puff wants some credit here. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the evil genius. Well, we were playing around in the lab, and I don't remember the exact conversation, but I remember we were you, making a hibiscus was, tea. Yeah, and I think we were making a wedding tea last summer, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. it was hibiscus and green tea, and you had brought up. It was more of a mission first before we, right? Which I love, and that's how we've always done it. We started with the mission and the purpose, and then we created a product around it. And we chose ingredients that had meaning, purpose, health qualities. So your idea was, you know, are you familiar with Pink Boots Society? I think your mission's aligned, supporting women. You being a female-owned business. Yeah. It's just, it was... Women's empowerment. uh, Something clicked. It was probably the T. Leadership development. Making my brain work (laughs) better. (laughs) And it's just, it was a great, uh, it was a reach. I mean, but you did the work. You called them and was like, I have this great idea. They loved it. It was a great collaboration at that point. You got uh, the hops to go into this tea, which I think, Mm -hmm. um, you know, when people think hops, they're thinking right in their head right away, they're thinking bitterness, but it's not boiled to the point where nerdy chemistry happens isomerization of the alpha acids to turn that bitterness into a a liquid soluble thing you're steeping these for the aromatic compounds Mm -hmm. and you're using um citra hops which is going to give this you know kind of a hint of of lemon and citrus fruits and Mm -hmm. and i think it goes so well with uh the hibiscus it's a i was excited for the product yeah Um, it's delicious. It really it's is very good. light. It, it's crisp. It is. Like, it's refreshing. It, yeah. And it, it doesn't, I know there's a lot of places making hop water right now. Mm-hmm. There's a couple great brands in the market yep. and I know a lot of breweries are doing it. And I, I wouldn't necessarily put it in the hop water category. No, it's no, much no. lighter and with the hibiscus and then it has some orange peel. There, it's got like a fruity. There's more depth um, of flavor. It's beautiful in a glass. First of all, it's pink. It's it gorgeous. It's it just like the pink in the pink boots. Yeah. You, you nailed it. Yeah. And, and the sense. flavor in it is there's more depth of flavor. Mm-hmm. The hop teas and the hop waters that I've had, while good, are just that kind of one dimensional. Hop. And I, get, I like hops. I mean, I, I we, we teach brewing. It, it, hops are an amazing, amazing um, a botanical, but with the hibiscus and some of the citrus pairing um, from the hibiscus with the citrus hops, some of the other top secret ingredients you put inside, right? It's just one of those things where I think the the, the breath of flavor that comes, how refreshing it is and how palate cleansing it is. There's a lot of things I want to have this beverage with when I'm eating or, or, you know, it's hot and you want that like refreshing tart bite uh, and hydrate yourself that way. Um, it's It's a... It's a, I, I'm, a, I threw it out there and you took it. That wasn't really my idea. Mm-hmm. It was, it was more like, yes, that is because it is the mission of what the pink boots does. It is the mission of what you do. And I think it's, a, it was an amazing pairing and I'm glad to see it happen. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's also a testament to when things are meant to be, they usually flow and happen like relatively easily. You know, now the work has begun, really, because now we're selling and what, we've got to sell. <laughs> the selling and marketing is another story. Like oh, the such a, product was... creation ideas, like the sourcing ingredients, partnering with farmers. That's the part that's actually pretty easy for me. It is now. It is now. Because <laughs> before when you first came here, you're no. like, we'll get all this stuff and we'll put it together yeah. and then it's just going to go. Yeah. And you're like, holy yeah, There's the selling, yes. the telling, the, the story brand over story, and over and over and over and over. the acquiring customers, yep. you know. Um, and you when have I first loyal got, customers, which is awesome. 
Yeah, we do, but we need more. Well, you know? that you know, the other thing about it is they call it SKU McGinn. So you have a SKU here, right? An SKU, it's got a UPC code. There's so much on the shelves now. Mm-hmm. There's so much. The the cons- it's great for a consumer because you have all these options, but like this stuff is good. Pull mm-hmm. it off the shelf, folks. It's really good. Yeah, we find about 70 to 80% of people who try it buy it. Yep. Um, and the people who don't buy it, usually the most common reasons is they're looking for something sweeter. They're used to like sugary sodas or they'd rather have alcohol or they don't want any carbonation. Those are the classic reasons. So that's fine. It's good to know who your consumers aren't. 100%. Um, but the people who do buy it and wouldn't have if they hadn't tried it, that's who I, I'm, that's where I'm spending a lot of my time right now. How to get that story to them. Yeah. I get it. The story and just getting trial, being in the community, doing events, doing more digitally, um, and also just calling out, you know, we're going to do a slight tweak on the front just to make sure people know exactly what it is because there's still an assumption in a can like this, you're either alcohol or soda. That's true. Yeah. That's true. And And we're creating a new category, really. It's a third category. I mean, what I'd really like to see is on every menu in a restaurant to have, you've got your beer and wine alcohol, you've got in the non-alcoholic categories, you have your your waters, your sodas, and your Cirilla. That's what I want to see. That would make sense. And with the hoppy hibiscus, it's caffeine-free. You know, a lot of us are sensitive. We don't want to drink the caffeine. We we know you like your Mountain Dew. Yeah, old man Puff can't have caffeine now after noon. Otherwise, I can't. I don't sleep very well. No, I can't. And and that's, uh, it's not like a recent thing, but I can see it progressing over time. Like if I drink too much caffeine or I have caffeine afternoon, I just, I don't get the restful sleep. And Mm -hmm. and all of this research pointing to making sure you get enough sleep is so... um, so important for mm-hmm. you know recovery in, in your body and and being healthy um, and sleeping well is also very very important. So I know now that when noon hits, and I, it doesn't matter if I'm sleepy or not. I gotta behave. I'm gonna push back a little because the caffeine in these teas is not the same as the caffeine in your Mountain Dew. Oh, I know. Coffee. I'm well aware. <laughs> I'm well aware. And we just tested a couple of our flavors for antioxidants mm-hmm. and including L-theanine and EGCG, it's very high. So that combined with the caffeine, you know, gives that kind of like steady mental focus calm. Yeah, it's not that uh, rush. Yeah. It's more of a a maintained uh, absorption of that caffeine. Yeah. I've been experimenting lately and having teas like one, like I'll probably have one right now with you. Well, that gets to booze clues right now. (laughs) And since you were nice- And it's about 1.30, so are we gonna sleep okay? Probably not, but that's fine. Yeah, this uh, is our white tea. So it's ginger white tea, uh, also keto-friendly, which is, uh, <sighs> this cracked the can. Well, I recently learned, I did a demo in Raleigh last weekend, and at the tasting, ah, oh, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. I did learn that um, we, we had someone pick up four of our flavors, mm-hmm. and he was diabetic, and he said that he was so relieved we don't have stevia in our product or any artificial sweeteners. He said stevia and artificial sweeteners will create an insulin resistance in his body according to like his doctors mm-hmm. and other research he's found. Yeah. Um, which is new, to, that was news to me. You yep. know, I, I didn't like stevia and we don't use it and we don't use erythritol. Um, so I was excited that we were creating a beverage that could support someone like him too. Yeah. It, 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 well, cheers. Cheers. Um, so the tea has been poured. 
it's kind of what we call her. There's almost like a peach color to this, mm-hmm. uh, which is very pretty. Mm, definitely get the ginger smell. Mm. At five calories per can, that's delightful. Mm-hmm. That's I think that's my favorite one. Mm-hmm. I don't want to pick favorites because you love all of them like your children. I yeah. get that, but like out of all of them that you've made, I think that that one is probably my favorite. Okay. Although the hoppy hibiscus has got to be up there for me too. Yeah. So maybe this is the daytime and that one's the nighttime yeah. occasion. Yeah. 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 I could see myself enjoying one of those yeah. on the couch watching my stories. <laughs> <laughs> I love this one. I love like... I feel like there's such a nice balance with the ginger. You know, it's a couple teaspoons. We bring it up to heat, which I learned is a great way to make sure it's, you know, fully... um, Incorporated into the liquid, yeah. Yeah, but it's also a great Mm anti-inflammatory. And to get the full benefits out of ginger, it is important that you do that flash heating process. So So I I just love knowing that it has all those health benefits and all the antioxidants, and it just tastes great, and it helps me focus. I like the balance. Mm-hmm. It's it has enough ginger, but it's also not hanging out. Yeah, you know, it, it, it there's a there's a slight ginger heat. There's a great ginger flavor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wouldn't say it's like candy ginger, but there is a, a subtle sweetness to it, and then mm-hmm. it just goes away. It's mm-hmm. very refreshing. Mm-hmm. It's cleansing. That's great. How how many? Pe- I mean, you're definitely a a flavor person, right? Do you a nerd? Yeah, yeah. Do you, you can use the term? Nerd. Do you drink for? the health benefits or do you think most people are drinking for flavor refreshment mouthfeel well i i am honest i am addicted to carbonation okay the bubbles are something um i mean i i remember like the first time i had a soda as a kid and it was just an eye-opening experience like this effervescent like the mouthfeel was just crazy Mm -hmm. and i i think that that it, it there's chemistry behind it and how it hits uh the pain cells in your in your mouth and it triggers an endorphin response and like there's a bunch of things that like happen with the carbonation um, and why those waters had been like so coveted and then they figured out how to make it artificially and then you know it's gone into all sorts of things over time and um, I just I, I think the carbonation is a big thing for me the bubbles are what uh, gravit like have me gravitate towards um, those particular beverages uh, mm-hmm as far as flavor and taste, uh, I do drink uh, terrible, terrible stuff. I do. <laughs> I drink things that are caffeinated in the morning. I'm to looking help at me your get desk going. right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> I drink terrible things in the morning that have uh, terrible things in them. Um, to that help. you would never give to your children. No, 100%. No, never. Uh, I would never. No. <laughs> I love my children too much. <laughs> and... Uh, I drink those to wake me up, unfortunately. And so there's a, there is that, um, you know, with, with these, you're drinking this for flavor. You could also drink this to help you wake up, but you're, you're consuming something that's way better for you, uh, than what I normally drink in the morning. And then as far as what I like, if I buy something or consume something, um, you know, I, I, I do pairings a lot with classes and we talk about sensory analysis and we talk about, you know, like flavors with like flavors or opposite, like the yin yang kind of thing. Um, and so, you know, what I select with my dinner or it, 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 I, I get in the weeds too much with that. I really do. 
And my wife, uh, it's your job. It is. And, and I love my wife to death And like, well, I'll be out and I'll be like looking at something super pretentiously and be like, why is it this guy? And she'll be just, just drink it. I know. Knock it off. You're embarrassing me. And it's like, well, it shouldn't be. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, That's it, me in the grocery store. Yeah. <laughs> I can't just go in and get what I need. And I'm actually going to start making videos of my experience in the grocery <laughs> store. Because I think a lot of people really want to know. I think you they know, do behind the label. Some what? some people also don't want to know. Some they want to be left in the weeds, and they don't want to know the terrible stuff they're putting in their body. But it's hard now not to. My son showed me a couple apps. He's only thirteen, mm-hmm. and he's using these apps on products now. And I didn't realize he's checking our soaps in the bathroom, and he's scanning them, and it gives you a rating zero to a hundred. For what? So I I bought him. Um, this organic face cleanser and mm-hmm. it got like a 45 and he won't use it hmm. so um, but then he scanned mine and it got like an 85 so now he wants to use mine well and it's way more expensive <laughs> than more. the one you bought <laughs> not that so, you don't love your son that's not where we're headed with that but. and there's another one called Yuka, and you can scan you know any product I mean I was in Whole Foods the other day scanning some stuff that I buy regularly and Really surprised how low the scores so, so were. So what was what, what is the score based off of? Is what I'm wondering. Well, it's so it's for food. I don't feel like it does a great job because it scans the nutritional panel. So mm-hmm. if a product has like our our apple here has 12 grams of sugar from the apple juice, mm-hmm. so it's it's not a refined sugar, Mm-mm. but Yuka will scan this and it it's got 55 calories in the whole can, which is considered high caloric. Um, so our other that's flavor, a tw- our, 12 ounce, 55 calories in a 12 ounce can yeah, is high caloric. Yeah. According to this app. Oh, I, so, I am terrible I'm with furious. what I put in my body. I'm, I know I'm contacting the app because the rest of our flavors are a hundred or close to a hundred. Um, so I don't feel like it's not picking up like nutrient density of a product. It's not picking up the quality the, the of the fiber, calorie. The fiber of the juice. I right. mean, there's going to be fiber yeah. that's not, yeah, okay. But it's also going to pick up, like it'll give you extra points if it's organic. It'll take away points if it, it checks the um, ingredients. So if it has additives or anything artificial or gums or like in um, in skincare, if it has like, alcohol or I found out um, essential oils take away points I mean I thought they were good for your skin but now anytime you concentrate anything it can be detrimental yeah anytime yeah I mean if it's not found like that in nature and you concentrate it it's you have to be very careful with those concentrated things yeah whether it's beer wine cider spirit essential oils uh, you know if you're you're making it artificially it you everything in moderation Mm -hmm. everything in moderation for everyone out there that's listening. <laughs> yeah, we're seeing a lot of NA products out there now, like spirit-free spirits mm-hmm. and um, alcohol-extracted wines that have preservatives. Yeah, and, and you once know, you and take the alcohol out of the, some of those things, um, that's what was keeping it clean from the get-go. Mm-hmm. And so keeping those things shelf-stable and on the shelf is a, is a, different, uh, a different story. Because mm-hmm. when you start talking about pathogens, potential pathogens that can grow in that stuff... That gets really scary. It's like botulism, listeria, salmonella. Mm-hmm. Those things can kill people. So y- yeah. y- you have to be careful in the production process. You have to be careful with what you're making. And, and you know, as a consumer, be educated. And I think with the advent of the internet. But and, not terrified. And, and you're looking, yeah, no, no, not terrified. But the apps that you're talking about, educate yourself. But 
just, you know, don't, and don't take it with a grain of salt. Seriously, educate yourself and make the decisions that are right for you and your, your, your biochemistry. Um, but that being said, uh, everything in moderation, um, you can go you know, too far in one direction too, as well at the same time. And that can also be detrimental. Um, if you get down that road too far, um, there's mental health that can wane too far and you need to balance all of this stuff out. And this like disease of perfectionism and and trying to do everything right. And I mean, we do have a liver for a reason too, right? It's (laughs) It's supposed, mine works overtime. (laughs) It's supposed to process those things out. But like you said, it's moderation and try to eat whole foods and try to learn how to cook, make some meals. Diversify the portfolio that you're putting in your Mm. body from micro and macronutrients. Uh, Just, you know, and one of the things I have problems with is portion control. Hundred, I didn't get this big eating rice cakes and you're like, what? (laughs) How can that possibly be? But yeah, it's portion control for me by far. Uh, Mm. Because of the flavors and and I gravitate towards X, Y, and Z flavors and I find those flavors, then I really want those flavors. I want more of those flavors. You're um, a buffet guy. No, not no, because I'm also a you microbiologist. You cook at home and you cook, and then I you've do. Got I do. Extra I cook a lot. Food at oh, yeah. home. Yeah. And I like I like having leftovers because then I bring them here Me for too. lunch. Like I like to more meal of a prep. meal prep thing. Yeah, yeah. So I don't have to, um, you know, confuse my. And, and I also have uh, some people at my house that are 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 little. I have children that um, aren't necessarily the most adventurous eaters because when you're that young. Your your palate is so sensitive, and it protects you from putting poisons in your body. Interesting. So bitter is translated into poison Dangerous. with stuff in nature. So if you put something in your body as a kid and it's bitter, you spit it out. Like asparagus, broccoli, Brussels sprouts. Those are big, bold flavors. You don't see a ton of children that gravitate towards those foods. Now, as they progress in age, you may like some of those things keep trying different things as you as you age and progress because your palate is going to change over time you don't see a lot of um really young people eating really big bold flavors usually you see older people eating and salting their food more to because they have that sensory recognition of what that's supposed to taste like because they've tasted it before they've tasted Mm -hmm. it for years and to pull more of those flavonoids out and balance it on your tongue and get the receptors and the smells and the aromatics, they put more salt on their food. So it's it's just kind of that degradation of your palate as you get older. Yeah, it's really interesting when we do tastings and sometimes kids will come up to the table with their parents and I'm a little skeptical whether they're going to like it or not, but for some reason they gravitate towards our Tulsi lime, which mm-hmm. is not sweetened. It has the Persian lime, so it's slightly sweet. Um, but it's, it's just funny. I don't know what the exact age is when the bubbles become a positive thing and they get right. excited because right. sometimes it's, if they're too young, the, the bubbles hurt. It hurt. It, it, yeah, yeah, they'll they, say they, it's ugh. spicy. Yeah. It's a hundred percent. My so kids are still in the spicy. Okay. It's too spicy. I think it's like six ish. It, it depends on the kid. My, yeah. I have, uh, my daughter's going to be eight in August and she, it's, she doesn't like anything carbonated, yeah. which is great. It's good. Yeah. It's so good. Cause I got, Hold off. Yeah. I got addicted to it way too young. Mm-hmm. I way, way too young. Like my first episode, it was so eye opening and I, I love it. I hate to say it, but I love it. <laughs> and, and I shouldn't cause it's, it's, you're drinking sugar. Mm-hmm. It's terrible for you, mm-hmm. but in moderation, as long as you balance everything else out, mm-hmm. which I don't, uh, everything's fine. 
This has been uh, amazing, and I, I appreciate you stopping by. Um, where can people find Cyrility? You had mentioned you can buy it online, you can buy it in stores. Where else? I mean, I saw that you have an Amazon store. Go to there. We do. We have an Amazon store. We actually just got approved for subscribe and save on Amazon Prime now. Nice. Yeah, which is pretty awesome. I think three or four of our flavors are you can subscribe to. They'll just show up um, and then you can enjoy them. That's yeah. amazing. I mean, ships nationwide, Amazon, within two days you'll have it. Uh, we also ship here out of Asheville. Mm-hmm and um, drinkcerilla.com, you can order there. We also have a subscription option on that website. We have a sample pack option, so if you just wanna try one of every flavor, we have a six pack you can try. Um, we're actually gonna start selling on TikTok shop, which I'm excited about. Wow, look yeah, at you. Yeah, we just registered, and TikTok shop is really hot right now. Yeah. Um, it's gonna, you know, it's projected to grow faster than Amazon for food and beverage products. So we're trying that out. Um, and then you can find a store on our website. We have a store locator, find us in grocery stores. I'll be at Earth Fair this Saturday doing a tasting. We're here in Asheville. Here in Asheville. Nice. Yeah. Um, but I travel around doing tastings. We have brand ambassadors and we're also always open to applications for um, our affiliate program demo ambassadors, because we know we just need to get more liquid to lips, more people trying this, um, whether it's community events, sporting events, um, getting it into fitness studios, hospitality, um, college campuses. Well, uh, I think the Hoppy Hibiscus is a great uh, uh, great segue there for opening it up to a brand new market for folks, uh, mm-hmm. you know, linking up with the Pink Boot Society, know who they, know who uh, those great um, great folks are, and then uh, yeah. and, and trying something new at that point. So I'm excited yeah. to see where this goes. Yeah, and we're taking pre-orders on that. It's wholesale only still. Um, we'll open that up to to anyone probably mid February. So buy a couple pallets. Yeah, buy a couple pallets. <laughs> we're we're producing now. You can order the pink boots on our website, drinksorilla.com. Just there's a drop down for pink boots pre-orders. And we are donating five percent of total sales to Pink Boots Society, which is a nonprofit um, that supports women and non-binary individuals in the brewing industry. Yeah. I and and uh, underrepresented in the brewing industry, they mm-hmm. can they get they need all the help they can get. Mm-hmm. Um and so I think that the, it was just a I'm excited about it. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, it, plus, it's good juice. Thank I mean, I, 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 it goes back to your mission, mm-hmm. and you're helping other women, and it mm-hmm. just, it's, and other people, and I'm buying. It's just brilliant. It really was mm-hmm. a good fit, and I'm just glad it happened. Um, thank you for being here. Thank you for once having again me. Uh, dealing with me for that long period of time. You have done uh, your community service, so you can check <laughs> that off. <laughs> well, thank you for all the support over the years. You know, this has meant a lot to me, and we still stay connected. So. Um, it's really, really helped me grow the business, and I appreciate everything you do here. Uh, thank you very much. I'll give you your money later. And thank <laughs> you to Danny McConnell from McConnell Farms for sponsoring the podcast. Thanks once again, Danny. I uh, sent you an email yesterday. Hopefully you got it. You're probably not listening, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> thanks, everybody listening out there. Listen, learn, and laugh. This has been Consuming the Craft Podcast. See you later. Yeah.